Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there today? Man, we're at the weekend. The weekend is finally here. We got some good weather in most places. And yo, we're ready to start. Episode 38. Episode 38. The name of episode 38 is Youth Movement. The name of episode 38, people, Youth Movement. Well, all right, let's get started with this episode, episode 38. But before we get started, you know what we always got to do. Tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need a good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck. We got more coaches coming into the building right now. And, yo, we'll get you out there on the court, work you out, teach you some new things so you can get ready for this upcoming season as well as everybody else. Well, all right, let's get started with episode 38. Now, as we've been going on and doing our thing for the last three to four episodes, we start the episode with the AAU countdown. All right, so now we're at uh, three, we're at four, three, and two. All right, we're at four, three, and two, okay, people? And so that's where we're at, and we're going to get it started with the number four team. The number four team is the Atlanta Celtics. The number four team, people, the Atlanta Celtics. Okay, and so the Atlanta Celtics are excellent, excellent organization. All right. They're, they're, of course, you know, in the Atlanta area. Of course, some of the players are from the Tennessee area. And, uh, you know, the Atlanta Celtics are a very, very storied franchise. You know, my man, sweet Lou Williams, has been part of the Atlanta Celtics for years. I mean, that's pro- probably a lot of where he got his accolades when he was a youngster, as well as high school, you know, but. Uh, Lou Williams is one of the guys that played for the Atlanta Celtics. And I tell you, there's a lot of great players that played for the Atlanta Celtics. But I tell you, they also they also have, have been going on strong since I'd say maybe about the late 90s as far as playing in a lot of top AAU um, uh, organizations, playing a lot of tournaments and winning a lot of um, AAU tournaments. So the Atlanta Celtics come in at number four, and some of the players that played for the Atlanta Celtics is Dwight Howard, all right, Amari Stoudemire, Joe Johnson, and Josh Smith. And I think a lot of you people out there know the guys that I'm talking about. A lot of them have played in the NBA they're the alma mater of the Atlanta Celtics. And like I said, mostly covering all of Atlanta, a little bit of Florida, a little bit of Tennessee, bordering states that's in that area. A lot of guys that play for the Atlanta Celtics. All right. Coming in at number three, we got the New Jersey players. New Jersey players with the Z at the end. <laughs> And the New Jersey Players is a well-story franchise. Well, well-story franchise. And I tell you, they really, really perform. They do a lot of traveling on the East Coast from what Coach Luke is gathering. They really don't venture out 
uh, of the realm of the East Coast. But then again, AAU is so big and so strong that you have so many teams on the East Coast. I mean, you can have a full season on the East Coast as far as AAU is concerned. And so you got the New Jersey players coming in at number three, and they're also a very storied franchise in in, um, AAU ranks, have won a ton of tournaments, all right, and they come in at number three. Some of the players that played for the New Jersey players, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Kenneth Fareed, all right? Those are a couple of guys that came out, and they're the alma mater of the New Jersey players. And it's a good, good organization. Uh, they've been around for many, many years, and they've also performed at a high, high level. Coming in at number two, Boo Williams. That's the name of the organization. Boo Williams. Coming in at number two, AAU. All right? They have a great, great organization. All right? And, and again, you had a lot of good players that come came out of the NBA or, 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 or played in the NBA from Boo Williams. It's a great organization, won a lot of tournaments. And most of these teams, people, have won a ton of AAU tournaments. I don't think they'd be in the top 10, all right? that they, They've won a ton of NBA tournaments. I really don't think they'd be in the top 10 if they didn't. And so you have Boo Williams coming in at number two. And some of the notable players that have come out of the Boo Williams organization is um, Allen Iverson, Alonzo Mourning, and J.J. Redick. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other players have come out of these organizations. But what we're doing at All Things Basketball, we're, we're picking the most notable players that have come out of these organizations so that it can sort of bridge a gap from the listeners, from all things basketball, all things basketball podcast, excuse me, to the listeners that are listening to our top 10. And next episode on Monday, we'll have a strong preview of that number one team. We'll go a little bit more in depth as far as that number one team and the top 10. So now we're only down to that number one team on Monday, people. And so it's a beautiful thing. Again, the AAU is a big card, and it's very connected to college, very connected to the NBA. And so you have to pay attention to the AAU because they're the ballers of the future. They're definitely the ballers of the future. They're not only the ballers of the future, the AAU organizations, but a lot of coaches come from the AAU ranks. A lot of trainers start in the AAU ranks. It's really an opening ground to really start your career as far as basketball is concerned. Even referees start in the AAU ranks. The AAU programs are a real strong training ground, not just for the players, but for all of the participants, from the referees, like Coach Luke said, to the coaches, to the trainers, you know. And what you have now is you have a lot of coaches getting collegiate jobs coming straight out of the AAU organizations. They're getting college basketball jobs. And so that's how popular and how strong people feel about the ranks of the AAU. And like I said, if it wasn't for the AAU, 
a guy like Coach Luke probably wouldn't be on the air talking to you and doing what he loves best, talking about basketball, because that's where I got my start in the AAU. And I'll always be forever grateful to all of the AAU organizations because that's where I come from. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, the AAU, and it's going to keep growing and keep growing. And so we'll finish off our countdown with the original number one team, and we'll do a whole, whole thing on the number one team on Monday. And so that's a beautiful thing, and it's just wonderful to have the AAU around because it's definitely a connection, people. It's a connection to collegiate basketball, a connection to high school, and a connection to to the NBA and any other professional league that's out there. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Sticking to training. Sticking to amateur basketball. We have the Mamba Basketball Academy. And of course, all you guys know who the Black Mamba is. One, Kobe Bryant. His his initials and his, his, his alter ego, as he would tear through the NBA, they started calling him the Black Mamba. Well, here we have the, the Mamba Basketball Academy ran by Kobe Bryant and his father, Jelly Bean Bryant. You know what I'm saying? And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And they're going to be working out young guys that come through to the academy and teaching them the game of basketball and how to play the right way. And you can never have enough basketball academies, enough basketball coaches that want to hand down their knowledge and and help young youthful players learn more about the game of basketball. That's how the game grows, people. That's definitely how the game grows. But we kind of got off with talking about the Mamba Basketball Academy. It's a wonderful academy in Southern California. And if you're down there, you can look it up. And if you're a baller, you should go down there and see if you can get involved with Kobe Bryant and the rest of his coaching staff. They're teaching from what Coach Luke knows or hearing. There's a lot of good stuff going on down there. They're teaching a lot of fundamentals, and they're going to start actually an AAU outfit after they start getting enough players with the fundamentals of the game. So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's the youth movement, and kudos to Kobe Bryant for bringing this to the forefront I've heard about it, but I didn't know that it actually started, but it has started. The Mamba Basketball Academy ran by Kobe Bryant, and that's a wonderful thing. And you all know Kobe Bryant's a baller, man, or he was a baller, but he's now retired. And so now Kobe Bryant is handing down his wisdom of the game of basketball, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is saying that the Atlanta Hawks are a forgotten team. I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are a forgotten team, but they haven't been a winning team. All right. And Trey Young is, um, you know, this is his second year. And I think Trey Young is doing the right thing. He's beating the drums. He's bringing attention to the Atlanta Hawks by saying this. Sometimes people say things so that you can pay attention to them. 
And I think that's what Trey Young, a young baller, excellent baller like Trey Young, is saying. Listen, we're a forgotten franchise. Well, no NBA team is really a forgotten franchise. It's whether that team is a winning franchise or a losing franchise. But the Atlanta Hawks are on the upswing, people. They had an excellent draft. And, of course, other than the um, New Orleans Pelicans, I think they were the steal of the draft. They really did a lot of great things in the draft. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be performing at a high level. I actually think they have a strong shot to make the playoffs this year, provided no injuries. And so what you have in Atlanta is you have a young nucleus, a young coaching staff, and everybody's hungry. But coming out of the Atlanta building, Trey Young, um, the all-star point guard, well, not an all-star, but an all-rookie point guard, Trey Young, is stating, hey, we're a forgotten team. Well, you know, they're not like Coach Luke said. They're really not a forgotten team. They just have not been winning lately. And I think that's what they, they're trying to do. They're trying to change their fortunes and start to win. And so that's what's going on with the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks. Tap in, baby. Once again, you got to tap in. We got to pay the bills. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, coming out of OKC, General Manager Sam Presti is stating that the younger team will suit head coach Billy Donovan a whole lot better. He gets the opportunity to teach and build a team. And I think that's what Sam Presti really wanted when he when he made all of these trades. And, of course, the team got younger, uh, very younger. And so now you're looking at Billy Donovan working and, and building the team from the ground up. And of course, Billy Donovan is an excellent coach. He comes from the University of Florida. He worked with uh, the legendary Rick Paterno, excuse me, at Kentucky and Louisville. So he comes from a strong regimen of building talent. And he's an excellent builder of talent. And so I think what Sam Presti has done with giving him this young nucleus of players is brought Billy Donovan as a head coach back to his roots. Back to his roots, meaning now he can sit back and teach. It's not so much a veteran-laden team that you can't really build and mold on. You know, a lot of veterans, they don't want to change their game. They feel whatever's worked, don't, don't, you know, don't change it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, so to speak. And so now what you have in OKC is a young, young nucleus of players that Billy Donovan can really build on talent-wise and build in the sense of molding the players and making them um, get better at certain things all at once. You have such a young nucleus in OKC, for the exception of Chris Paul. Chris Paul will probably be a, a, a player coach for, for Billy Donovan and Sam Presley if he stays there or if he even shows up. We still don't know about that, but that's in a later podcast. But Chris Paul is on the roster. But but for other than Chris Paul, you have nothing but a young, young nucleus of players. 
uh, nothing but a young nucleus of players that Billy Donovan can really work with and help build that talent in OKC building. And so that's what I think Sam Presti is really looking at. He's going towards Billy Donovan, head coach, the head coach of the OKC Thunder strength when he brings him a lot of young players because Billy Donovan is definitely a strong, strong builder of talent. And so it might work. You know, it might work. Now, it'll take a couple of years for this maturation process of young players to really build on what they're trying to do in OKC. But I think when when Sam Presley made these trades, he knew that it would take two or three seasons before you see the fruits of your labor. And they're willing, in OKC, they're willing and prepared to wait those two to three years while Billy Donovan and his coaching staff go to work. And he has an excellent coaching staff. My guy Mo Cheeks is still on the staff over there, and he's an excellent coach. I'm still wondering when Mo Cheeks is going to get a head job. But he's still on the OKC Thunder coaching staff and I tell you those guys those two guys Billy Donovan and Maurice Cheeks will really work the staff and really work the players and you'll see a whole lot of improvement out of that OKC building but coming out of OKC general manager Sam Presti is is seeing that going in the direction of of helping Billy Donovan get a young nucleus so that he can go to work and build his brand and the OKC way is the way to go for a young, young team. And that's what's going on out of OKC with the OKC Thunder. Well, all right. We got that WNBA recap, people. We got that WNBA recap. And, I, you know, Coach Luke always gets excited when it comes down to the WNBA because I just love me some WNBA, people. Love it, love it, love it. But, man, we only had one game last night. Now, we got maybe, I think, four games tonight. But we only had one game last night, all right? And that is the Washington Mystic, 99, and the Connecticut Storm, 79. Blowout. Man, the Mystic really blew out the Storm, all right? And I tell you, that's something else. No, not, nope, I'm sorry. The Seattle Storm, all right? It's the Connecticut Sun, sorry, all right? They blew out the defending champion, Connecticut, the um, Seattle Storm. The Washington Mystic blew out the defending champion, Seattle Storm. Now, Seattle Storm has been really playing ball, man. And I understand Sue Bird will be back on her way. L.I., you got to pull. But they got blown out last night by the Washington Mystics. Elena Deladon, phenomenal, having an excellent season. A lot of people are talking about Elena Deladon for MVP. So you really got a baller in Elena Deladon. And so the Washington Mystics beat the um, defending champions, Seattle Storm, 99-79. One game. But like Coach Luke said, tonight, full of WNBA games. You got four games on uh, on the horizon for tonight. And that's our WNBA recap, people. Teams are trying hard to get younger. Well, you know, what happens is there's highs and lows in any league. And for maybe two or three years, 
all of the teams were really trying to get a lot of veterans on their team and mix in young guys. But right now, you have something going on throughout the whole league. Everybody wants to get younger. And when Coach Luke says younger, 30 and down. You want to be 30 years old or probably 30 is the highest age most teams want to see and down, all right? And so, you know, that's the consensus around the league. Now, like Coach Luke said, it just started turning like this because maybe two years ago, everybody wanted two and three veterans on their team. And so now a lot of teams are not even worried about the two or three veterans. They just want to get younger. They want their nucleus of their team to be 30 years old and down. And if you look at it, you, a lot of the teams are doing this through sign and trade. Of course, they're focused on the um, draft. They're even looking at players, younger players that are overseas that they can bring on in. And so what's going on with the league, the NBA, everybody wants to get younger. And that's why we're calling this episode the youth movement. All of the teams are racing to get younger. All right. And so now what you have is a bunch of young teams that have to be cultivated to become winners. All right. And you, you still have what you do still have is veteran teams. You do have veteran teams. You got the Lakers. You got the Clippers. You have some teams that are veteran teams. Now, you have some teams that are veteran teams, so don't get me wrong. You got the Houstons, you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, but for the most part, most of the teams in the NBA are really pushing the youth movement right now, if you really look at it, all right? Even the defending champions are pushing a youth movement very, very hard, all right? The Toronto Raptors are pushing the youth movement very, very hard. And most of the teams across the board are pushing this youth movement. If you really look at the NBA on a whole, most teams want players 30 years old and down. And it's a beautiful thing because you're looking towards the future. That's what you're doing when you do this. You're looking towards the future. And also, you don't have to make that many trades. You're coming from the ground up. Most of the teams are involved in this youth movement. And I really like it. You know, I really like where the league is going. Of course, you got to have the talent, though. They're not just going to say, oh, you're youthful and, and, and you could play a little bit. No, baby, you got to really have talent with that youth. And so with that being said, you have a lot, a lot of teams that are going this route. And for the most part, most of the teams are going this route. Like I said, you have maybe six or seven teams that are veteran-laden teams, but that's not a lot of teams considering all of the teams that's in the NBA, people. That's not a lot of teams. So you have a strong youth movement that's going on in the NBA, and it should continue to go on because it's a great, great thing when you get younger and your talent level stays on point. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we've come to the point in the show, people, where you know what I'm about to do and I'm about to say. 
guess what? If you want to be a sponsor to the show, right? If you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want your ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast and hit the email button. Leave your information and I'll get right back to you. If you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want your ads to your company also to be on the show. Thank you very much. All right. What do we got here? Is Doc Rivers under pressure to win a championship? Well, Doc Rivers is a a coach in L.A. He's always been under pressure, but I believe this season it's going to be, it's going to intensify for my main man, Doc Rivers. Now, Doc Rivers has got to be the top coach, the best coach in the NBA. It's apples and oranges between Doc Rivers and Greg Popovich. But Doc Rivers is up for the job. And, yes, there's a lot of pressure not only on Doc Rivers. There's a lot of pressure on Jerry West. There's a lot of pressure in the Clipper building in general because the Lakers are right next door, people. The Lakers are right next door. And so you've got to perform at a high, high level. And I don't think uh, getting to the playoffs this year for the Clippers is is something big. It's either championship or bust. So, of course, there's pressure on Doc Rivers to perform and, and, and coach very well and get those Clippers in a position to win the championship. Now, if they don't win the championship, I would think, the Western Conference Finals, I would never say it's sufficient enough, but it's enough where people will say, hey, he did a fabulous job. But now getting outside of the first round, wait a minute. There comes a little bit of pressure with that. The Los Angeles Clippers can knock it out out of the first round. So therefore, is there pressure on my main man, Doc Rivers? Of course there is. But there's not only pressure on Doc Rivers. There's pressure on Jerry West, and there's pressure on Kawhi Leonard. There's pressure on Paul George. There's pressure on Sweet Lou Williams. There's pressure on the whole Clipper team to perform at a high, high level and hoist that trophy, man. And anything less than them hoisting that trophy is not is not sufficient enough. And so, yes, you ask the question on Instagram, is there pressure on Doc Rivers? to uh, uh, do very well in the Clippers with the Clippers this season, you better believe it. And not just do very well. Like Coach Luke said, they have to win the championship. They're the favorites to win the championship. So imagine being the favorites to win the championship and you don't win it. So, yeah, there's pressure. There's pressure on Doc Rivers. But Doc Rivers has always thrived under pressure. There was pressure on Doc Rivers when he took the Boston Celtic job, and you saw what happened there. He hoisted the trophy successfully, all right? And so Doc Rivers is not uh, a stranger to pressure. He's going to perform as a coach. He's going to really work that sideline and do one of the yeoman jobs as the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. And it's up to the players to perform at a high, high level. Doc Rivers will put them in position to win, but then they have to go on the court and win. And so the Clippers are expected to win the championship, and anything less is uncivilized. (laughs) 
All right. Will JaVale McGee blend in to the Los Angeles Lakers? JaVale McGee is an excellent player, and I, I mentioned this, uh, I think, when our good buddy Soul Plain Dirk was here. JaVale McGee just needs to be more consistent. Now there's not that much pressure on JaVale McGee. All he has to do is get ready and be ready to perform, whether it's coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers or starting, all right? And all he has to do is perform at a high, high level. That's all they're asking him to do. They're not asking him to average a double-double. They're not asking him to be the anchor of the defense. You got Anthony Davis. You got Boogie Cousins. So there's not that much pressure on JaVale McGee this season. And I believe without all that added pressure, all JaVale McGee has to do is go out there and perform at a high, high level. He just needs to be more consistent. It's always been the story with JaVale McGee. Love him to death. Excellent player. Upswing is out of this world. But the thing is, is what you don't see is a strong, strong performance out of him every single night. You have to start seeing a strong, strong performance out of JaVale McGee every night. And that doesn't matter if he's off the bench, a strong performance. If he's in the starting lineup, a strong performance. JaVale McGee can really help the Lakers this year. He can really be the surprise of that whole team. Because, again, no one sees him coming. Everybody is used to the inconsistency. Everybody's used to the, his inconsistency. And if he turns it around and gets very, very consistent, JaVel McGee will be a problem in the Laker building, man. And I believe one of the things that's going to happen with JaVel McGee is he's going to start performing at a high, high level. Well, he always does. One of the things, like Coach Luke said, is consistency. If he gets consistent and puts strings of games together, then JaVel McGee's going to be all right, people. JaVel McGee's going to be all right. So uh, to answer the question that's coming off the gram, yes, JaVel McGee, I think, will blend in very well. There's not that much pressure, like Coach Luke said, on JaVel McGee. All he has to do is show up and do his job to the, to the best of his ability. That's all he has to do, show up and do his job to the best of his ability. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the Lakers are deep, people. They're very deep. We're talking about is there pressure on the Clippers. Well, I tell you what, the team right across the hallway that's in the Staples Center with them, the Lakers, there's even more pressure on the Lakers this season. I'm telling you, there's even more pressure on the Lakers. They better be ready. They better be ready to perform also. So there's pressure on both L.A. teams. There's pressure on both L.A. teams. It's just that I was just, Coach Luke was saying, there's a little bit more pressure on the Clippers because they're expected to win it all this season. All right? Not too many people are saying the, they're expecting the Lakers to win it, but they are. a few people are saying, a few experts are saying the Lakers should win it. So there's pressure on both those L.A. teams to hoist that trophy. And we'll just have to see if one of them will hoist, hoist the trophy. Or, hey, Houston might sneak in there. 
Utah might sneak in there. Again, like Coach Luke said, the West is loaded, people. There's about four or five teams that could hoist the NBA trophy this year. So don't sleep on any of those teams, but definitely there's pressure on both those L.A. teams. And we kind of got off. Um, the, the question was, Is can JaVale McGee uh, fit right in? He sure can fit right in. JaVale McGee just needs to be more consistent, and he will help the the, um, the gold and purple immensely. Well, once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like download come on people all things basketball podcast it's for you let's go well all right done deal people i'll see you on monday seven o'clock sharp 7 p.m sharp in the episode 38 youth movement another excellent show first of all i'd like to thank my whole all things basketball podcast staff for doing a great great job and holding coach Luke down every single episode I'd like to thank the listeners everybody that shares likes download and hey man I'll see you guys Monday 7 o'clock man good night God bless